We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Bring the Juice. Cody here, and I wanted to welcome on a special guest, Megan Hall, at the Megan Hall on Twitter, writer for ColtsWire.com. Megan, thanks so much for coming on the show. How are you doing? I'm doing fantabulous. <laughs> that is fantastic and fabulous at the same time. I love it. I love it. And we'll probably be doing a little bit more fantabulous when we finally get an answer at quarterback. I tell you what, there's only so much you can write, so much you can talk about when it comes to, you know, talking about this quarterback situation with the Colts really not doing anything in free agency the last couple of weeks. What have you kind of been trying to focus on here and kind of this uh, and how are you feeling overall just about the uh, the NFL draft in a little under three weeks and just everything surrounding the Colts and their potential future at quarterback here. Yeah, honestly, I've been trying to stay sane in terms of um, just keep things in front of me, keep perspective in front of me. I think, uh, you know, everyone is is grasping at any sort of like hint at what the Colts are going to do at quarterback. Uh, I think you can sense that fans are still reeling from, you know, last season and really the end of the season before with the Carson Wentz experience. So, yeah, that's that's mostly what I've been trying to do is just keep things level head. Um, and I get it, you know, a lot of pent up fr frustration is coming from fans. So, we're, you know, you're kind of feeling that heat. Um, but I think I would, you know, I take a page out of Chris Ballard's book where he says, hey, none of that pressure gets to me. He's like, you know, it doesn't bother me. And I'm like, well, it, I won't say it doesn't bother me, but I feel it. But it's it's more of like, hey, can we just stay the course and stay calm? Absolutely. Yeah, no, no doubt. I mean, it's just, it's just everywhere. People have all these opinions and you're just like, what am I do with this? You know, what do I actually think? I hear people on this quarterback, on this quarterback, on trading away the pick for this guy. It's just, it's just everywhere. There's so much speculation right now. So it'll be nice to kind of have a future, you know, idea what the Colts are going to do at quarterback. But I kind of wanted to talk about the date that today, Megan, because there was a report that came out earlier uh, today, when we record on Monday, this will come out on Tuesday, but on Monday, Adam Schefter tweeted out that at least six teams have inquired with the Arizona Cardinals about trading up third overall uh, for, to the NFL draft. And right now, he says the Cardinals are mulling that, you know, that potential. So let me ask you this question. If put on your GM hat real fast as Chris Ballard. Do you think the Colts should be one of those teams? And how serious do you think the Colts should be about really trying to trade up with Arizona? 
Yeah. I mean, I think if I'm Chris Ballard, I'm going to mold my options, right? I'm absolutely going to do my due diligence. Uh, that's, that's first and foremost. Now, whether or not you actually move is a second question. And then you have to think about, okay, well, how much is this going to cost me? In my opinion, I think the longer you wait, the more the cost goes up, right? Like it may be right now, it's only going to, you know, maybe they're going to ask for we'll say two picks right now, but closer to draft day could be three picks. Um, and especially for example, if you're a team who is lower in the round, like a, a Minnesota Vikings, for example, that have been coming up in a lot of speculation. I think they're down at like 22 or somewhere in that range. That's a big jump to do that, but they would be willing to, you know, to try to get there to three. So it's, it's really about like, who do you like, how comfortable are you if you don't move? And if you're going to move, what are you comfortable giving up? And I think that's that's the larger question right now. Um, I think if I were making the choice, this is just me, but if there's a guy that I'm really high on, let's say it's a, a Will Levis, for example. You're really high on Will Levis, right? And you think someone else is going to take him, I would move up to three then if you felt like, okay, yeah, this is our guy, this is our franchise. At this point, I think that it's probably not going to cost you as much as other teams, right? Like Arizona doesn't want to drop too far down because they want to block Seattle from getting you know any sort of – you know, top tier talent within the division. So I think that you're in the prime driver's seat here to make that decision. It's just about whether or not you want to do it. Yeah, absolutely. You had two points there that I kind of want to circle back on. The first one, I think when it comes to, to Indy, um, it's really interesting to kind of think like, okay, which, you know, which guy is their guy? Do they have a guy that they specifically like have targeted? Cause I know like they weren't, you know, ready yet. Chris Ballard has said they weren't ready to jump up to one and give away all those assets. But what for you would kind of be the maximum if you're Chris Ballard that you're willing to give up if Arizona is asking, they have other teams inquiring, like what would you be willing to give up to move up to three? Yeah. So I've actually um, had a couple conversations with several different fans about this sort of same scenario. And in my mind, I see two picks but I would also throw in like maybe a Mo Ali Cox as well, right? Like is, there's been rumors about him being a trade target. Um, you could pick either Mo Ali Cox. You could pick Kenny Moore the second. You could pick Ryan Kelly. All three of those positions the Cardinals need. Um, I think you could use, you know, Mo Ali Cox as, as depth behind Zach Ertz and, and Trey McBride. Um, they definitely, I think, you know, could use some offensive line help. Um, and yeah, CB as well. I mean, that is not without the realm, I think. And you you would be able, I think you'd feel comfortable there. Um, do I see it necessarily being Kelly or Kenny Moore? Not necessarily. Um, they could still be dealt, but I think, you know, Chris Ballard just said very recently within the last two weeks or so, you know, hey, we feel comfortable. We feel good about, you know, the guys. We really like them. We're going to keep them. Um, but I think Mo Ali Cox makes a very, very interesting um, trade target because he really hasn't lived up to, I think, really what the Colts were expecting out of him. Once you got rid of, of Jack Doyle, well, I won't say got rid of, but, you know, Jack Doyle retires, right? Mm -hmm. Jack Doyle retires, and then you you essentially pay Moali Cox because you're like, hey, somebody's got to be the guy. You know, we want to show you a good faith. So you pay him, and then you don't really get the production that matches the pay, right? So yeah. that, that's that's part of part of the issue. I mean, Mo's a solid guy, and, and there's nothing against the guy. But, of course, this is a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately league. So I think in that case, yeah, I would package up Moali Cox and two picks and send him right on over to Arizona. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. And I'm assuming those would be, you know, second, third, fourth round, somewhere oh, yeah. around there. You're not somewhere going to wait extras first. No way. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> Zero out of 10 would not recommend half a star. <laughs> yeah. Right. Because what, what happens if you get your rookie quarterback and you still stink and you have a top 10 pick, that would be very valuable. And that would be a ton of assets to give up. So I definitely think if you can keep your first next year, that's a huge win, but you know, 
it's not mortgaging your future either. If you really have a guy, I think that you're set on. And then I also wanted to kind of flip it because you mentioned Arizona, right? Seattle is right there, right behind Indy, right? And you think about that, is Arizona willing to trade behind Seattle and potentially have to deal with, you know, a Will Anderson for the next 10 years. Like, are they willing to do that? And I think that's kind of the dilemma that maybe Arizona finds itself in right now, because honestly, for, for what Arizona would have to do, I know they would, you know, other teams probably would give them more draft capital. But like, and this is the debate that Derek and I just had actually is like, are you willing to maybe get more quantity, but maybe sacrifice on the quality that is a Will Anderson and potentially let him fall right into the laps of a division rival? What are your thoughts on that if you're kind of looking at this from maybe an Arizona perspective? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Oof. Oh, that's tough. <laughs> that is really tough to have to fall behind Seattle. Uh, I mean, you it's what can you live with, right? That's 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 really the question is what can you live with? If I'm Arizona, I wouldn't want to I wouldn't want to move back that far. Honestly, I would I would want to block Seattle as much as as much as I can. I think right now you also have to think about this. The Arizona Cardinals, their season and their offseason essentially is falling from the sky. Um they had a, they had a horrific season that they it really just kind of went down the 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 tube with injuries with um you know ineffective play calling i just games are just brutal um uh, and then of course you've got um you've got front office issues you've got uh staff issues i mean you name it it probably happened with the arizona cardinals and they potentially have i would think probably one of the more hmm, what's the what's the best word i got there it's not great it's not a great roster let me say that it's just not and it needs it needs work so here's your opportunity to do work right so i think if you have the opportunity to block a division rival get the pieces that you need you got to take that at least i would think right and especially when we talk all the time about premium positions they have quarterback at least right now but edge rush they just lost jj watt to retirement, mm-hmm. right? Like edge rush is one of those things where I honestly view it as like quarterbacks, obviously the number one, the hardest position to draft, the hardest guys to develop. But I think pass rush is like right there as well to get some quality pass rushers. I mean, very rarely, I think we found like do those, you know, you know, outside of like the top 10, some guys do, but like, it seems like a lot of the star pass rushers in the NFL and today's NFL are those guys that get taken in the top five, top 10, 
Like, and we've seen from the Colts, unfortunately, you know, with all the draft capital they threw at pass rush, and they're still sitting here, and we still are asking questions, right, about the pass rush. So are they willing to miss out on a can't-miss prospect like Will Anderson? Um, and if they did trade with Indy, they would get some draft capital. Now, it might not be as much as, you know, say, uh, I don't know, like a, a Ra- the Raiders would throw at them or something like that. But what they are getting is the best player in the draft from what a lot of people think, and especially on defense. And also they're getting some picks as well. They'll get some day two, day, day three picks as well. Um, I don't know. For me, that just makes too much sense where they're still going to get their guy, but they're going to also, it's kind of like a mutually beneficial thing. where Indy gives them some more draft capital, but also Indy makes sure that no other team is going to trade ahead of them to number three. So it just makes a lot of sense to me. I don't know what your thoughts are on that kind of trade. And do you think that makes the most logical sense? And do you think maybe Arizona's trying to maybe drive up the price a little bit for Indy? <laughs> I mean, who wouldn't want to drive up the price, right? If you're going to get all you can get, that's, you know, that's it's to the comment I made earlier is that the longer you wait, the more the price goes up. Uh, so actually, uh, Sean McGinnis and I were having this conversation a couple days ago. Um, and he's like, well, I think, you know, like two picks get it done. And I'm like, ah, I don't know about two picks. Like, I think that you're going to have, you know, it's going to have to be a little bit more because again, we're what we'll say two and a half weeks, give or take from the draft right now. And the price might be that now, but if teams continue to wait or Arizona continues to wait to see if they can field offers, I mean, that price could go up to even three picks. It could be four picks Um, depending on how far down someone is and is wanting to move up to three. You just saw Carolina practically had to give up the farm to go from nine to one. So if someone is down in the twenties and wanting to jump up, like, yeah, you're going to have to send us all the picks that, (laughs) that you can afford. Um, And, you know, Arizona would be, smart you know to to take one of those offers i mean i think at this point is for them it has to be worth the risk that is that's absolutely like okay if we move it has to be worth the risk um but there's also a chance that they could just stay put they could field all these offers and say you know what i don't i'm not comfortable here i'm gonna stay at three and and go from there and the thing is if they stay at three then it becomes for the colts all right what are we comfortable with landing in our lap here at four Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, that's the best case scenario is the Colts don't give away any draft capital and Arizona just stays put at three and drafts, you know, the best player, not non-quarterback player out there in their opinion. I think that's the best case scenario for Indy. But I do always wonder, you know, there's always that small chance that Carolina or Houston does something crazy and it changes everything when it comes to the draft. And then the Colts are sitting there. They somehow, it's the worst case scenario, they sit there and they're, they're drafting the fourth best quarterback out there somehow at the fourth overall pick. I don't know if that's a reality because people have said this draft class, while there's some solid prospects, next year's draft class is crazy compared to this one. Like, this is an okay draft class from what people have said at quarterback. But, like, it for, and I do wonder, like, you know, we haven't really seen that. We haven't seen a scenario where teams are all trading up and there's four quarterbacks going in the first four picks. Um, I don't know what your thoughts are on that, but, like, it just it would be crazy if that were to happen. If you know, there'd be quarterbacks taking four straight picks. That's really like not common, I don't feel like. No, it would be unprecedented to see in a draft. Um, I cannot remember in my lifetime ever seeing like quarterbacks go one, two, three, let alone one, two, three, four. Um, I think that it's it's very likely so one of two things. I think it's very likely that Carolina's pick is what sends the ripple effect throughout the rest of the draft. So, you know, we've been hearing a lot about Carolina and CJ Stroud, and that's supposed to be the assumed pick, but 
I always think, okay, what if Carolina takes Bryce Young? That would change things. So, for example, uh, you heard reports of Bryce Young, you know, uh, being extremely cerebral, very, very smart guy, uh, talk football with Frank Wright, right? Blew him away. Okay, great. If Frank starts banging the table, for example, for Bryce and gets everyone on board and they and Carolina takes Bryce at one, then you have to start asking yourself, okay, well, what happens at two? A lot of Texans fans have said, oh, well, we'll just take CJ Stroud. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. I don't know if that's necessarily the case. I I see Bryce Young fitting better in Houston than he, than you know CJ Stroud would. Um, but you also have to remember the Texans have picked two. They have picked 12. So they could come back. They could, you know, package. I mean, they also have 12 picks, which is insane. <laughs> so, you know, they could get a little creative if the, the draft doesn't go their way or fall their way. Um, and then the other thing to think is what if someone, you know, of course, jumps up to three, knocks Arizona out of three and, and jumps up to three. And they take, you know, Will Levis or they take Anthony Richardson there. Are the Colts fine with being with just having the fourth best quarterback? Like that's where I hesitate because I'm like, you know, the Colts aren't really like super excited about all four, you know, top four quarterback prospects. They don't see a ton of separation. There is separation, but just not a ton. Um, as Zach Kiefer put it, you know, this isn't a Joe Burrow or a Trevor Lawrence, you know, type of draft class. So not kind of force a pick. And Chris Ballard also confirmed that as well. So I could see this is this is my like a two percent scenario where I said earlier today I was like, hey, ninety eight percent sure they take. A quarterback but two percent is for what if they don't take a quarterback and because hey it's chris ballard by the way yeah um, but but you know i'm like would they take a christian gonzalez at four like would they would i mean cb is is a extreme area of need you're very very thin right now it's very possible you could do that i mean would they take edge at four there's i mean there's you know, these scenarios. So I think people just need to keep that in mind that it's not this kind of like absolute, yeah, they're going to hundred percent take a quarterback, even if it's the fourth guy off the board. I'm not convinced there. Um, I think, you know, Chris Ballard's draft history would tell us otherwise. And I think we need to be prepared for that scenario. Yeah. But, you know, say the 98% happens and the Colts do take a quarterback at four and they have the choice between Anthony Richardson, Will Levis. That's kind of been the two guys that I kind of been up for debate here recently. Do you have a guy that you think based off of the guy they brought in, Shane Steichen, and, you know, where the Colts current roster is, kind of where you project them and based off these two prospects, two very different guys, but two guys that share a, share a commonality in being very raw still. They have some things they have to work on. Two guys that didn't really have great seasons last year, uh, but both guys who I think people would say if they get in the right system, they could turn into really good quarterbacks. Do you have a quarterback here? I guess, what's your take on both these quarterbacks? And do you prefer one or, over the other? Or are you kind of just like, hey, whoever falls, I'm going to be good with. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, so I, I'll start with the way that I look at the quarterback. So I, I view it as a tier one and tier two. So in my tier one is Bryce Young it's CJ Stroud. It's, you know, kind of 1A, 1B, right? You get down to tier two and it's Will Levis and Anthony Richardson and I... Some days I have Will Levis at 2A, some days I have him at 2B, and it, you know, and it flips. It really just depends on, I guess, kind of the day. But I, 
I feel like with Will Levis and Anthony Richardson, they're a lot closer than people think. I think what gets uh, Anthony Richardson kind of, you know, the the uh, the harsher criticism is the fact that he doesn't have as big of a body of work, right? He's got 13 games, uh, very, very raw. You see that, you know, his film is kind of up and down, but you do see the upside there with him. You see the wow throws, and then you see the, oh my goodness, why did you throw that? <laughs> you know, sort of throws. Um, and I think with Will Levis, it's much of the same, but I will point this out. So I was watching uh, I was watching uh, TV a couple days ago, and Dan Orlovsky did a phenomenal breakdown on Will Levis and, and situational football. And so he was talking about you know hey people criticize will levis for his film and for some of these quote-unquote questionable decisions and so he said it was more of a circumstance than versus like hey he just decided to throw this interception here and so the way he broke it down was hey you've got you know three guys running three different routes uh you know you're expecting them to beat their men they don't and so Will Levis is trying to get the ball to where he thinks is the open guy, ends up throwing a, you know, ends up throwing an interception there. But it's, hey, I feel the pressure and I see that my guys are somewhat open, but I'm trying to make something happen. So it's more of a like, hey, I feel like I've got to try to fit this ball in there. Um, I think if he were to have a better supporting cast, obviously, than he did, like he had a, he had a better supporting cast in 2021 than he did in 2022. Uh, but if you were to have, you know, at his disposal, an M- MPJ, uh, Alec Pierce, Isaiah McKenzie, like, yeah, now you're cooking now. Now you got some options here. And if you're able to get your tight ends involved, you know, some nice little safety valves, you'd be able to give him some help. Um, I do think the same thing for Anthony Richardson as well. Didn't have a great supporting cast. Felt like he had to, you know, play hero ball here. Um, I think for both of them, questions remain on footwork. Questions remain on can they remain consistent and accurate. And the question remains, like, who do you feel like would be, you know, solid for the Colts, you know, for the long road, uh, long road ahead and for the you know years to come? Um, if I'm making the pick, I've said this before, I would take Anthony Richardson, even though I have no problem with Will Levis. Um, I'm taking Richardson for being younger. Um, I think Will Levis will be what 24 by the time he starts, uh, Anthony Richardson's 20 years old right now. So you've got, you know, definitely those years back. Um, and then the upside now, of course, there's a lot of risk with Anthony Richardson because you know, he could either be extremely great or he could be a big bust. Um, so (laughs) you've got to be comfortable with that. But what I think gives me confidence is Shane Steichen and the staff that he's assembled. Um, you know, having seen Steichen work with three different quarterbacks with um, Philip Rivers, Justin Herbert, and Jalen Hurts. Uh, obviously, Hurts wasn't as raw as Richardson, but you saw the the jump from you know the back half of last of uh, 2021 into 2022. Significant improvement, and a lot of that goes to what Shane Steichen was talking about of molding the offense around the quarterback, highlighting it to his strengths, and not forcing the quarterback to just you know drop him right into the offense. So I think that he would do that very nicely for Anthony Richardson and really just about confidence and reps, 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 and more reps and patience for him. Um, I think the Colts are at a situation now where they could do that. Um, So that would be my pick, but I'll say this. If the pick is Will Levis, I'm not going to be upset. I'm not going to be angry. I will support, you know, Will Levis and I would want to see him do well. Um, I think the thing for him would be same thing I'd want for Anthony Richardson, consistency. Can you be consistent with your decision-making? Can you, feel the pressure in the pocket? Can we make sure that we working through our progressions, things like that? So I think, you know, you can't go wrong with either, but my pick would be Anthony Richardson. Gotcha. Gotcha. M- my question also, and I don't know if this is for one quarterback, for both of them. Um, would you have, like you talked about reps and how important those are. Like if you're drafting either of these guys, are you like, cause you did sign Gardner Minshew, who is a quality backup and could be that bridge quarterback. 
Are you the type of person that you would rather just throw that quarterback out there, let them go into game action, you know, live bullets, or let them maybe sit a little bit? Like, if you had the choice, say you draft Anthony Richardson, do you want do you go into it expecting him to be your starter day one, or do you feel like you could have some patience with him and let him grow and let him kind of learn maybe for a couple games or however long it takes till you'll feel comfortable throwing him out there? Uh, what are your thoughts just on maybe those guys, since they both are still extremely raw prospects here? Yeah, that's a fair question. Um, you know, honestly, I think with with Richardson, yeah, he would probably need a little bit more time to sit, right? Like you definitely need a couple of games. Um, and I've tweeted before and said this before that, you know, I think plus or minus six games, I wouldn't expect Gardner Minshew to be the starter for, you know, the entire season. Um, if that's the case, oh boy, <laughs> prayers up Colts fans because you're going to need a lot of patience. Um, but I think with Richardson, yeah, you would need a couple of games. Now, here's the thing. I do think that Levis could be thrown out there immediately, you know, if you needed to, right? Like, let's go for it, Will. Like, we're, we're going to start you from, from uh, game one. But it would also require, like, patience. Because I, I would be curious to see, again, what he does with all his weapons at his disposal. You're talking three wide receivers. You're talking, you know, two to three tight ends. You're talking protection from an offensive line. What is he going to do with that, you know, in front of him? So I'd be, I'd be curious there. Um, but I think, you know, even if you were to sit Levis, I don't think it would be like sitting him for, you know, eight to nine games or anything else like that. A couple of games, you know, three, four at max and, you know, let him roll. Gotcha. Gotcha. I was just curious because I feel like people have kind of been all over the spectrum when it comes to the quarterbacks and, you know, the different guys the Colts could get if they should start right away. I'm personally more of a, I just want to, I just want to see them. I want to, I think there's nothing more valuable than just getting those guys game reps, live action. And if they're, you know, if they struggle, that's what happens, you know, like as long as you feel like it's not going to break their confidence, like maybe we've seen with some rookie quarterbacks, I'm perfectly comfortable throwing them out there and letting them learn kind of trial by fire a little bit, knowing you're one probably will be a little bit tough. Like yeah. that's kind of what, and Jim Mercer said as much, right? He's not looking so much at 2023. He's more looking 2024, 2025 down the road a little bit more. And so I just think like, that's a good thing. Like there's not the expectation that these guys are going to come in, light the world on fire, you know, <laughs> throw 40 touchdowns in the rookie season or something crazy like that. Like that's not the expectation. So I think there's some room to grow. I mean, you shot, you signed Shane Steichen to a six year deal. So, I mean, you do think that, you know, he's going to have a little bit of wiggle room here to develop his guy. So really, uh, really will be interesting to see who the Colts do end up going with. But uh, regardless, it's got to be an upgrade from where the Colts were last year when it comes to the quarterback position. Uh, you know, couldn't go, couldn't have gotten much worse than it was last year at certain points. So uh, really excited to see who the Colts do bring in. Megan, why don't you tell everybody, though, thank you for coming on, really appreciate it. Why don't you tell everybody where they can find your work and, and what you do over there at Colts Wire? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I am a writer for Colts Wire. That is USA Today's uh, sports media group. So you can find my work at uh, coltswire.usatoday.com. That's work from me. That's work from our entire staff. Um, other where, other places you can find me, uh, you can find me on Twitter. It's at the Megan Hall. Same thing on Instagram at the Megan Hall on YouTube and on TikTok. It's Real Life Blue Stories. That is my podcast, uh, which is all around Colts football and some know some blue stories and some not uh but it's all centered around storytelling and getting to know uh people and their football perspectives awesome well guys be sure to go check your stuff out megan thanks so much for coming on i uh, will have to do it again this was a lot of fun yeah absolutely let's do it all right sounds good all right and thank you everybody for tuning in really appreciate it you guys have a great one and as always guys go colts <laughs>
The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.